Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do from my car, Tom, with one hand because I got to hold the phone with the other hand. I, uh, clearly, that's that. That is always a challenge for you. Although you didn't incorporate the which I, well, but notice how I've got the sun perfectly framing half my face. Yeah, you did a really nice I, job setting that up. I was I was watching some pro tips for how to look good in video, and they said really shine on one side of your face. It'll give like mystery and and allure. And I'm all about creating mystery and allure. Or confusion and un uncertainty. Yes, something like that. It's all about perspective, right? That's it. And I apologize to everyone. We started late. It was my fault. I had a little technology glitch. Thought I had something worked out, but logistics didn't work the way they were supposed to. Sure. And what do I always do when that happens? We just overcome and move forward. Yeah, or you could ask yourself three questions. What went well? What didn't go as planned? What might I do differently? And learn from it, not worry about it. What, what didn't go as planned is there's a dead spot in the middle of Delaware where there isn't really good internet service. Fair enough. All right. So that's okay. It, it happens. No big deal. That's it. All right. So good morning, everyone. This is today's antidote, our daily uh, podcast and broadcast. I'm trying to put... <laughs> word together and create a new word uh, where we try to help find that one thing, the one thing that is going to help you move forward. So we'll have a discussion around a topic, as most of you probably know, and then at the end, we'll share our one thing. We also hope that in that time, you would share any comments or thoughts, especially if you are watching the live broadcast, you can just put it right in the comments, or you can uh, send us a note or share this with your friends if you're listening to the podcast. Because there might be somebody out there who might be looking just for this message today. And you can be the one who can share it with them. <coughs> Excuse me. So, the way we always start the show out, for those of you who have forgotten, not sure how you could forget, and that's all right, uh, we celebrate. So, Bob, what are you celebrating today? I'm celebrating the fact that sometimes when I don't think I'm actually going to figure a way to help a client, I actually do figure a way. And I had a really tough discussion with a client yesterday and I didn't have a lot of hope for it. I really thought it was gonna go poorly and it went far better than I expected. And I don't know where I found the right words, the right questions to ask, but somehow they just emerged. And yet to the people that don't do what we do in terms of coaching, they probably don't understand it. The best way I can describe it is you didn't think you could accomplish something and it worked out somehow miraculously. And hopefully we've all felt that. So I'm, I'm celebrating the fact that things I don't think will work out actually sometimes work in powerful ways that I can't even imagine. Well, if you think about it, 
everyone coaches, whether they actually consider it coaching or not, they share what's real for them. And really, that's what coaching is. And help others figure out what's what's real for themselves. And so whether, you know, whether you've been a parent, whether you've been a friend who has asked your friends something about something they're struggling with, whether you've been a coworker, any of those, all of the roles we play give us the opportunity to coach, which is funny because I think so often people think coaching is about telling people what to do. While in reality, a lot of it is helping them discover you know, what is going on with inside of them and find the solution, the next step to help them move forward. So I think we all have the opportunity to coach and we probably have all experienced it. Just that we probably haven't thought about it in that way. So it's great that not only could you um, identify that and share that with everyone else for them to consider where that has been the case for them. It's also Mm -hmm. awesome that you were able to help your client figure out how to take the next step. What are you celebrating, Tom? I am celebrating that for many who have been watching the show, who've been inside the Ring of Renegades, they know that I have been talking about a book, writing a book. And I would say that I have not made as much progress, although one of our members did provide me with a tool, a suggested tool, a thought, that has been helpful. And so what I am celebrating today is that I just happened to see probably because I was talking and Facebook heard me talking and decided to share um, some content. I am, Relevant content, I believe they call it. Excuse me? Relevant content, they, they call it. Well, correct. Uh, and so I am going to participate in a one-day write-a-book challenge from 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock this afternoon. And part of write the whole book in four hours. uh, You know, I'm not, I I am be surprised if that was the case. So I'll be interested (laughs) to see what the outcome of it is. I have a feeling that the four hours is going to help me take a couple of steps and then they'll offer a way to help me take the rest of the steps. That's kind of my (laughs) thought process here. And I think it was what was really helpful was that one of our members had suggested to me, you know, you're never going to do it unless you just completely block out time to focus on it. And he, and he was absolutely correct. And so when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I looked at my calendar. I had the time free. I'm going to block that time out. And that's the time. And I do have something that I'm going to have to miss because of it, but that's okay. Because uh, right now I think this is a good priority for me to focus on. So I'm celebrating that I decided to take the next step in figuring out how to move my book further along the pathway. Nice, nice, congratulations. I look forward to hearing tomorrow about what that led to. Yeah, I'm, And if you write a whole book in four hours, I'll be really impressed. That would be impressive, wouldn't it? That, that Whoever the guy is who's leading it, people should pay him a lot of money if that's the case. This is for free, so. Yeah. Yeah, most of the books I've read have taken about a year, start to finish. Great, thanks. I needed that. I thought I could get it done in four hours. Darn it. (laughs) All right, Bob. So enough about that. What is the world? What are we celebrating on behalf of the world today? Oh, that's a good way to describe it. It's American (laughs) Business Women's Day. So this is a day where we celebrate the American business women. And Tom, I think it's fair to say in our lifetime, the role of women in business 
has grown dramatically. We see women at all levels of leadership. We see them in all capacities in business. And no longer is it surprising to see a woman running a business. I don't go to a networking event and there's a woman running a business and go, wow, that's a surprise. I think 30, 40 years ago, that was a common response. And I know having worked with some women who are business leaders, the path is very different and it can be very challenging in a male-oriented world. So celebrating American business women today is really a way to recognize that they make a huge difference and that though the path is not easy or straight, they can achieve it. And hopefully we all take a moment to think about the successful business women we know all around us because they're everywhere. Certainly. Absolutely. That's a great day. A great day for us to celebrate. And it's interesting that we celebrate it on the day that our topic is about how renegades roll. And really, all week we've been talking about some of the roles that renegades play or how they interact in those roles. And today our conversation is around organizational leaders. You know, I think it's interesting because we talk about this and I think so often people think about renegades as those who go off and do their own thing. Because we talk about that a lot, right? So entrepreneurs Mm kind of make sense. Uh, Small business owners make sense. Uh, Even nonprofits, because that's something different. And they're going out to create a solution to a a challenge for uh, a part of the community. And I think the one that is always seems a little, not gets left behind, but I think gets forgotten sometimes, is the organizational leader. The person who is a leader of a team of people, of solely the, you know, not necessarily, probably not the leader of the organization because they probably are seen as the business owner, even though they may not be, they might just be the CEO um, or president. So I think that, but I think the people within the organization, you know, and I like to think about those, those mid level managers who are trying to figure it out. And, you know, so often, are excited to get these roles and then they get that in them and they find some challenges that they likely didn't expect. And I think what's fascinating to me is that so often how leaders who have had a lot of success doing whatever it is that they do in their initial role, then because of that success, get elevated up to leaders and realize that it's a very different experience and a very different role. That now it's not just so much about doing something, it's about leading others to do those things. And so I think uh, having them consider themselves renegades and think about looking at leadership a little bit differently, um, which I think is happening a lot today, um, is an important thing to discuss. I would add another category, Tom, that I experienced a number of times when I worked with nonprofits especially which was project leaders. You know, we had a small crew of people and we would bring in outside vendors to work on a project. And there were several times where I was managing four different vendors and three internal people on a project and being a leader of that project, but it wasn't my job title. It was just, oh, you're the project leader. And so you had to deal with the internal people and all their issues 
as well as three outside vendors who had all their own issues. And so that organizational leader doesn't have to be the person at the top of the, the stack. It can be the person at any level who's leading anything, whether it's people, whether it's projects, whether it's vendors, whether it's outreach, whether it's, you know, the holiday party and making sure the holiday party, that's, oh, it's that's true. a leadership role. You, you screw up the holiday party and you have got some upset people. Fair. Been there, done that. There is no doubt about that. And I think the challenge is that <clears throat> there isn't always a clear pathway for people taking new leadership roles. And, and I think that's one of the most difficult things is, you know, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you know this, but UPS, uh, the package delivery company, has a uh, process. And I, I don't know that this is still the case, but I know it was up until fairly recently that all people who were hired as senior level or more higher level uh, managers, employees, had to spend six months driving a truck or in the workshop. So that they, uh, and the thought was that they, this is how they are going to understand the people that they are eventually going to lead and understand the roles that they play and all the things, which I think is a great concept. You know, to and just, also the problems, right? Sure. You know, when, right. you're, when you're out on the street doing that for six months, you start to realize that, boy, traffic really is more of a problem than you realize in your office when you go, oh, they can, you know, add 20 more packages. No big deal. Yeah, and I think. Now, yeah. Yeah, they just, you get a better understanding of what your team is dealing with. And I think that what's interesting is that, you know, they sometimes then when they get elevated, this is, I think, where the challenge comes in. People wonder, well, well, you know, now all these things that I've said to this person who is now who I thought was just my peer is now my leader. Sometimes I think would imagine I would imagine puts some of those people in awkward positions, um, both the the people who are staying at the more entry level job, as well as the people who are becoming leaders. And I think that internal advancement is a it can be challenging because people now start to wonder why them not me you know they were like well they know all of the things that that you struggled with because you probably shared it with them <clears throat> and now they worried that those things are going to just come to fruition even more and so i think for you know one of the challenges is that not a lot of people who are given new leadership roles in an organization are given a lot of like support to do that you know, I'm going to pick one just because I think it's an interesting, your idea about the person who's leading the holiday party. Mm -hmm. They may just be assigned it and they may be like, I don't know how to run a holiday party. I've never run events before. I, I, you know, maybe I threw a party for my kid at home or my friends in college. I'm not sure that's exactly what their bosses are thinking about in terms of the holiday party. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting to think about, okay, well, how do leaders figure out their own pathway. And I had a client last week, we were talking about this, they have become a new leader in their organization. And they were trying to find what define what that meant for them and how they could be the leader that they wanted to. And I think it was a really great exercise for us to go through is I asked them to say, tell me, tell me what you, when you think about a leader, what does it look like? And they struggled. So we just started to talk about, okay, what are the attributes that you think you want to make sure you portray 
as a leader. And I think that helped them find some, at least get some clarity on what, what they think, where they want to get to. So now we can figure out how do we get them there. Over the last five or 10 years, Tom, maybe a little longer, the word entrepreneur has come along. For people I've never heard that, but okay. Enlighten me, people please. With, with people within organizations who are entrepreneurs in their role. And I would substitute rather than entrepreneur, I would argue the word they're really looking for is renegade. Figuring out their way to do something and not accepting the way it's always been done. So maybe the holiday party always was the Friday before Christmas. And people are like, well, I usually take off then. And then someone says, hey, you know what? If we had the holiday party in January, it's a slow month. Everyone would be available. It'd be a lot cheaper. What if we had it in January? And those types of thoughts, even if they don't lead to the actual change of that holiday party, having that discussion and steering an organization through that process, to me, is the renegade. It's the looking at things in different ways. And I think within organizations, it's harder to look at things in different ways because the organizational inertia has you going the way it's always been. Well, we've always had the holiday party the Friday before Christmas. Okay. And we've always had 40% of our people unable to attend because it's the same day as whatever. Last day of school, they'll travel. So looking at those possible changes and, and steering an organization through considering them. It's what you do with a lot of the nonprofits. You ask them to consider alternatives. Sure. You let them recognize the issues. And I think that's the renegade within an organization. The organizational leader who says, hey, you know what? I understand that's how it's always been, but what are the other ways we can do it? Not to always change it, but to at least have the discussion because I think the discussion is the valuable thing because then people start going, well, you know, gee, maybe we should change it. Maybe having the holiday party in January, God, that would be kind of nice because I'm kind of partied out by that last Friday before Christmas. But January, it's cold, it's dark, it's boring. Everyone will be there. My spouse could come with me because he doesn't have his holiday party. Wow, that really sounds great. I, I think that's a great idea. And often it's the person who initially says, no, it's always the Friday before Christmas. And getting people to recognize that there are options, that the options have merit, and the options can be explored and maybe even considered and acted on, that's a talent. That's a skill. And we don't teach it in college. We don't teach it in high school. It's learned on the job. Or through, you know, uh, intentional <clears throat> growth, you know, intentional yes. professional development where you go out and say, you know what, I understand that this is not, I, I now realize that being a leader is very different than just being very good at the role of the people I'm going to oversee. And how do I figure out how to become the leader that I want to be and what that looks like? And I think, you know, it's interesting to me. I think one of the challenges that I found um, having been an organizational leader is that you know you do things really well at one level <clears throat> and so you have the opportunity to advance and you now become the leader and now if you are someone who believes that they are a renegade and thinks that what has always been done hasn't always been what has been best um you want to do things differently 
And while in some organizations that is recognized and celebrated, in other organizations it is not. And leadership <laughs> above you don't see it that way. You know, in your example, let's say you say, hey, you know, you go to the supervisors, the leaders, the owner of the business, say, we want to do our holiday party on in January. <clears throat> and they'll be like, well, I have all this money that I have saved in the budget. It has to be spent before December 31st. That's why we're doing it in December. And you could be like, all right. You know, so I think sometimes we have to understand but why. My first, my first thought would be, hey, okay, we'll bill it in December and we'll do it in January. Okay, maybe. Maybe there's a way to do that. I don't know. With food. That's the, that's the renegade in me. I understand. <laughs> I like that. And I think, but I think the challenge is, is that you sometimes come up with these great ideas that as you run them up the flagpole, if you're not the overall leader, and they get shut down. And I think that's one of the hardest things, I think, for a leader who wants to be the leader that they have defined and that they believe is what is going to be in the best interest of the team and the organization. And then it gets shut down. And I think it's not surprising to me that sometimes people who get advanced to a new role because of all the great work they have done, get in that leadership position and don't last at the organization because now they have the opportunity to do things differently, which in reality, were probably very similar to the way that they were successful in their role. And yet they aren't allowed to do that at the next level. And so they go looking for other opportunities where, People are willing to take their leaderships, you know, accept their leadership skills and want them to push the organization, to push the team that they're working with in a different direction than the way the organization has always gone. And I think that's, you know, a, a, it's difficult for the leader who feels like, wow, I did this great job. And now I'm now I'm kind of seen as, you know. A renegade, which we would say is awesome, keep going, good job. Um, and yet, it's sometimes that's not accepted or appreciated at the organization that you're at. Sure. So, Tom, we get to that point, that one thing, today's antidote, something we can chew on today and hopefully uh, figure some things out that we didn't know before the day began. What's your one thing today? You know, so I've had this conversation a lot recently just seems like about organizational leadership and how to lead others. You know, if we're talking about how renegades roll, and I think one of the things that's out there as someone's perspective, what's real for someone is that as a leader, you need to treat everyone the same. And, you know, I more and more have come to realize that as a leader, you can't treat everyone the same because they are not the same. They learn differently. They have different emotions. They have different triggers. They have different things going on in their lives that are impacting the motivations, different motivations. All of those things are unique and unique to the person. And so I think one of the things about how a renegade leader would roll is that they understand and appreciate that. And they take the time to understand the people that they lead. What are the ways that they learn, what are the motivations that they have, what are the um, the ways that they interact or want to interact, how do they want to receive feedback. And I think that a renegade leader takes all of that into account 
as they figure out how to help lead their team along the same or, you know, along a unique pathway to success. I like that. That's nice. I'm going to go in a little different direction. And I'm going to suggest that you could be a renegade leader within an organization and have very little that you actually suggested be accomplished. And you would still be a renegade leader. To me, part of being a renegade leader within an organization is challenging that all the norms and saying, hey, what about this? What about moving the holiday party? Even if to you it's a great idea to move it to January and they keep it at December for 10 years, the fact that you brought it up and you had them explore it to me is success as a renegade leader. And I think that's one of the things I had to learn the hard way because there were so many times where I would present things and they'd be like, yeah, no, it's a great idea, Bob, but we're not going to do that. And I would get really dejected. But as I look at it, as I've gotten more mature, I realize that it's not about whether they accept it or don't accept it. It's about having the discussion. Yeah, here's an interesting comment. I think this is Tim. I'm not 100% positive, but he says that <clears throat> I want to affect change no matter what I do. This makes me a challenging employee and also at times a confused business owner. And I think that is, it's a great quote because I have seen that firsthand where I want to, you know, if you are someone who really wants to affect change and wants to share your ideas and thoughts about how that change can work, that sometimes ruffles feathers for those in leadership roles who are not ready to accept that change. And I think that's one of the, one of the biggest challenges you, we face as an organizational leader is when you are not at the top making the final decision you can have a million ideas and not one of them may be incorporated. Doesn't mean that you're not a renegade. Doesn't mean that you're not successfully doing your, your role. It just means that someone else has the final decision. And I think key for renegade leaders is to determine, is that an environment where they can truly grow? And as hard as that may be to ask themselves, I think it's an important to ask a question to ask and Consider all the variables and decide, is this where I want to be? Knowing all that's going on might be the case because there might be other things that come into play. Or is this, an, you know, I just don't feel like I am being valued for what I have to offer. And then maybe it's time to consider something else. So I think that that's a, it's a great, it, it's a great comment. And so I think, I think that was Tim who shared that. So thanks Tim for that. Because um, I think it it does. I also want to highlight. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say a challenging employee. I've heard a number of the renegades that I've spoken to say they were challenging employees, and I was a challenging employee. Managing me was difficult, not because I was combative, not because I was a negative person, not just when someone's got ideas and when someone's a renegade. It's, it's, it can be a challenge to keep them in their box at times. I recognize that now, but I've heard that from a number of renegades that they go, yeah, you know, when I was an employee, I was really a challenge to manage. As I look back on it, I, you know, I, I wasn't easy to manage. And I think that's a common thread. And within organizations, I think there are times that people get pegged as challenging employees when they're just people that don't accept the norms. Sure. Or they have different things they want to share. I should rightly um, 
a tribute that comment to Pamela. Sorry, Pamela. Oh, I, okay. I, all, I, all I could see was a uh, Facebook user. So that was, I was unable to appropriately give you credit for that comment, but it's a great comment. And I would say this, it's interesting that I think, I think I was the same way in certain, in, in similar certain set. I don't know that, I think they would say that I always had an idea and I was never afraid to share it. And I think that's, you know, I think I always tried to look at my knowledge, experience and perspective and realize that what I had, mine was unique. And so I'm going to have different ideas or thoughts. You know, I was in one organization where a lot of people had the same, they obviously didn't have it exactly the same, but much of their experience and perspective was similar. Um, you know, they had worked at the organization for a long time. And I think anytime you get someone who comes in and starts asking questions or making comments that sort of go against that standard, it can be seen as challenging. It can be seen as someone who is not being a team player and just wanting to share their ideas. And I think, you know, those are some of the challenges that we face. And you have to be willing to um, either keep pushing along and hoping, as you said, that something that one, you're still adding value because you're having people think uniquely or you make other decisions, which is it sometimes happens. So, so Tom, we could talk about this all day. I think we should probably wrap up though. You don't want to? No, we should wrap up. I got, I got, I got things like I do. <laughs> So I guess it's time for us to wrap up the show. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, uh, I apologize. I'm just yeah, no. I, I, my schedule's a little out of whack today. There's no need to apologize. I've just given you a little bit of a hard time. All right, folks. Thanks so much That's for being okay. with us today. We hope that not only did you enjoy the conversation, but that it brought up some things for you to think about if you are in that role as an organizational leader and how you can define what you want to look like as a leader, and then figure out how to get there. I mean, those are things that Bob and I talk with people about all the time. And so if you have questions about that or what that might look like, don't hesitate to message us in the group, reach out, put a comment in the podcast. So we'd be happy to connect and talk with you further about what that might look like. Whether you are a brand new leader or someone who's been in leadership roles for a long time and is still trying to find the right, the pathway that is real for you, to create the success that you desire. So <clears throat> thanks so much for being. You can also email us, Tom. Email us at ringleaders at renegadesuccessnetwork.com. You can ringleaders email? Ringleaders at renegades, yes, at renegadesuccessnetwork.com. I'll put that. I'll put that in in a second in the comments. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for okay. being with us. Uh, we hope that... Um, if you have some thoughts you'd like to share, please do it. If you'd like to find a community where you can have conversations like this and maybe try to find others who can help you identify and figure out what your leadership role is, the Ring of Renegades Facebook group is a great place for you to connect with others who are trying to figure out or have made some progress in figuring out what their next step is along their own unique pathway to success. It's easy to join. Just go to Facebook, search for Ring of Renegades, because we want to create a space that allows people to have these conversations, it's a private group. And to join, all you have to do is ask and tell us why you're a renegade. And then you can become a part of our growing community where we are helping people take their next step on their own unique pathway to success. Thanks so much for being with us. Have a great day. We will see you, we think, tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time or
kind of around there, uh, for our next edition of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, embrace the renegading you. Thanks for listening to today's antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.